and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the CMS student podcast. I'm Katie and I'm joined today by Paul Russell. Hi everybody. So today we're going to be chatting about the SEMA case study exams and how to approach this type of exam. So Paul, do you want to tell the listeners about the course we're offering to students sitting a SEMA case study exam? I will do. Katie, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to be here introducing our uh, OCS, MCS and uh, SES course for February 2020. I mean, in a nutshell, really, our course... Um, uh, provides and indeed mirrors everything that students are going to need to uh, have a case study success. Um, in a nutshell, the course is really centered around uh, a strategic analysis, uh, mock exams, and indeed recorded videos. So really, um, the essence of it is pre-recorded information, uh, two-part. Firstly, um, information that will really set the scene for students in terms of what is this case study exam? Um, how are they going to pass it? The second part is all pre-scene relevant. In other words, relevant to the case study company. We know that the SEMA syllabus is changing with effect from uh, uh, February 20 exams. So we know that this is going to be a challenge for students. So really what we've got for them is a course that's uh, comprehensive, uh, integrated, uh, and uh, one of the best in the market. Yeah, and like, is there anything in particular that, um, like, you know, how is our course maybe different to other providers out there at the minute? Well, a, a couple of things. I mean, the first thing is, is that, let me just give you a little bit of background to how I see case study exams yeah. and indeed why our courses are going to be different. You know, I've been teaching the um, MCS, uh, SES and indeed OCS for, since the previous syllabus was introduced, which was the February 2015 exam. And you know, what I've noticed, Katie, in classes, um, and indeed when I coach students one-to-one, is that invariably where a student underperforms in a case study exam, they do it because they don't have a fix on what the exam is about. In other words, what the examiners are testing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. really, as I said in, in relation to your first question, what our course does firstly and first and foremost is give the students an understanding of what they're up against. So leave aside the pre-seen information for the moment. Students need to start on the right foot. And from what I've seen over the last sort of five years or so of teaching these case study exams is very often, particularly resitters, start on the wrong foot. So they don't understand the exam. So really, that's the first thing. I think the second thing that's relevant and students listening to this podcast will agree with me, I know, is that I believe that the quality of the material on our portal, and I'm including the mock exams, is extremely good. And, you know, that's important. It needs to mirror the real exam. So I believe that that second thing is the other thing that makes us different. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think the really vital thing is, um, you know, say, for example, when the pre-scene comes out, a lot of students sitting this case study exam, they kind of look to lots of different providers and they're trying to pull information from lots of different places. And I think the key thing with our course is that when a student signs up to learn signal, they get everything in one place. Yeah, well, I mean, it's integrated. Uh, it's all inclusive and it's there ready for you and, and it's two parts. So really, I, I agree with you, certainly from speaking to students um, recently and indeed from teaching students and coaching students over the last five years, I think there's some mistakes that students make, and one of them is the one that you've just outlined, i.e. they're going around different providers, getting different things here and there. You know, there isn't a, a, a sort of a targeted set of tactics employed. So really, what we have, as you've just pointed out, is our portal, 
with the information in two parts, there and ready, 24-7, available yeah. online. Yeah, and I suppose, like, is there any myth that you hear from students about the case study exams, Paul, that just isn't true? Just, but well, you only want one? I can give you... <laughs> the main I, one. <laughs> I, I can give you quite a few. Um, let me see. What's the, the biggest myth? I would say the biggest myth relates to the pre-scene material. Now, let me qualify what I'm just about to say. The pre-scene material is not going to change in any way with the new 2019 syllabus. Yeah. In other words, students are going to be faced at each of the three levels with a 20, 25-page document pertaining to an imaginary company. Okay? Yeah. Now, here's the myth. Okay? It's that when they look at these pre-scene documents, that they can find in there, if they look hard enough, some tips, some hidden secrets, yeah, secret some idea of like... what's going to appear in their exam on the day. That's got to be myth number one. There's probably another five or six different myths, but that's number one. The, the, the pre-seen information is, simply provides students with context around their exam. There is no point in spending hours and hours and hours and weeks and weeks and weeks trying to find something in there that nobody else knows about that's going to appear on your particular variant of the exam. Or, or, like, or spending too long, say, on trying to get really stuck into the actual industry and build up their industry knowledge because there are no yeah, marks ex for exactly. industry knowledge in the uh, case study exams. And, and this, you know, go, I go back to the, your, your, your second question when you talked about, well, you know, how is it that our courses are maybe a little bit different to what's available out there? I mean, there are some excellent providers out there and there's some excellent courses, but the difference goes back to what you just said in terms of there's a focus for me, and I've seen this over the last five years, and we'll see it over the next five years with this syllabus. There's, there's a focus. There's too much focus out there on the industry pertaining to the imaginary case study company. And that focus is on behalf of students individually. But, you know, unfortunately, some tutors also focus on the industry. And for me, Katie, students are spending too much of their time researching a particular industry because they feel that having really an in-depth sort of expert knowledge of this industry is going to help them pass the exam. And it's not. Yeah, they're not focusing enough on their exam technique. Well, the exam technique, uh, mock exams, the strategic analysis, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I suppose we've spoken a bit there about the biggest mistakes that students can make, say, in the run-up to the exam. But what about maybe in the exam? Is there any... Well, I mean, in, in, in the run-up to the exam, you know, let's talk about a second myth, and that relates to the run-up to the exam. And it's this. It's that... Let's leave aside the pre-seen document. Let's leave aside the imaginary case study company. And let's talk about the other key thing that students do, and, and it's a massive mistake. What they do is, at the start of their seven, eight-week period or thereabouts, they dig out their three study texts yeah. relating to E2, P2, and F2, or F2, F3, whatever it is. And they spend a lot of time pouring over the study text material, thinking that the case study exams are a re-examination of what they faced at the OT level. They're not, okay? So in the run-up to the exam, that would be a big mistake the students make. They get the books out and they start literally studying for E2 or F3 or P2 
won like they would have for the OT exam. Yeah, and that it's doesn't just, make sense. Yeah, it's, totally it's a waste different. of time because what you need to do is you need to study the material at the three levels. Firstly, in context of the actual case study company. And then secondly, you mustn't make that the core of what you do. In other words, you must make, for example, mock exams the core of what you do. So that's the first part of your question. The second one, in relation to the exam, and you'll see this on uh, recent published information on SEMA's website and virtually on every um, examiner's report that's appeared over the last five years, that students, Katie, do not answer the question asked in the exam. Yeah. So they're asked a question and they answer a different question. Yeah. Now, and I feel like it sounds really obvious, but I know just when you get when you get caught up in the nerves and the, well, uh, the build yeah. from the day. You and I have done loads of exams. We, we've we've done we've we've made this mistake, but you know, unfortunately, the the, the problem with this is that it's it's not going to change if you keep approaching the exam in the right way. And and, and what I mean by that is this is that particularly reset students who will more than likely the main reason that they will be resetting or that they will have this misfortune of, uh, of failing is that they don't answer the question. And generally speaking, unless they get good advice, they go back to the next sitting and they do the same thing again. Yeah. They also don't answer the question. So I think that they need guidance. There is guidance on our portal. There's a series of videos that focus on these little things, these myths, these problems, these issues, these do's and don'ts. So, you know, in relation to the exam, that's the big one, not answering the question. It's a little bit like thinking to yourself, well, you know, some people would would, would sort of uh, liken the case study exams to an interview. And I think that's a, a good little sort of analogy in, in a sense. So it's a little bit like, th think of this, imagine yourself going into an interview for a new job, okay? You sit down at the table, there's three people on the panel and they ask you a question and you answer a different question. Yeah. Now, yeah. how crazy would that yeah, be? Yeah, like when you put it that way. It, yeah. yeah. How, how crazy would that be? I mean, what would be the atmosphere in the room? It wouldn't be good. But yeah. it's the same thing in case study exams. They ask specific questions and what they keep complaining about in all of the examiner's reports is that students are not answering the question they're asking yeah. and then they're failing and then they're wondering why. You see, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, maybe if we, if we just take one kind of core part of our course offerings, that the strategic analysis. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this is a real key part of our course. So, why is this so important to students? Well, I mean, let me let me define uh, if we have a moment. Let me just define what yeah. a, a strategic analysis is first off. I know that our listeners will know what it is, but let me tell you what I think it is. Some people might know if they're just thinking about studying. Yeah, well, I mean, essentially, what we're talking about. I mean, what a strategic analysis of a company does is require um, the user, let's say, um, to use a series of models or tools. Yeah and to apply those models or tools to a given company, okay? Now, when I say models and tools, I'm meaning Portis Five Forces, um, uh, Pestel, uh, ANSOF, SWOT analysis, et cetera, et cetera. So these are strategic analysis tools. Now, what does that enable you to do? It enables you to understand the company and indeed the industry. So really what a strategic analysis does is gives you depth, yeah, in your understanding of the company. And why is that important? Well, you're facing an exam, let's say at the SCS level, you'll, you'll have three tasks. 
that will really sort of um, uh, challenge you in relation to your knowledge of the company combined with your technical knowledge. So really that strategic analysis and indeed the strategic analysis that we will have available on our portals at all levels will really sort of underpin or indeed um, springboard students to success because it's going to give them a 100% fix on each of these case study companies, whether it's OCS, MCS or, or, or SCS. Does that make sense? Yeah, and just to make it clear, so when a student signs up with us, they get this strategic analysis they prepared They get the strategic analysis. Um, it's right, it's, it's extremely comprehensive. Them. As I say, you know, I've been working on case studies for uh, since prehistoric times, I think, <laughs> you know, forever. So really, our strategic analysis uh, uh, is good, and it will be good at each of the levels. It's very, very comprehensive. And the other thing that, um, that in, in terms of our planning, obviously the pre-scenes aren't out yet, so we don't know the, the companies. What I like about what we're going to do, Katie, is that, and indeed this applies to other areas of our courses as well, what I like about it is that our plan is to make things quite succinct. Yeah. So rather than have four, five, six, or seven hours of, of strategic analysis or a set of industry examples, or et cetera, et cetera, what I think we've managed to do is to devise a plan that um, really cuts down the amount of time that students need to pour over this strategic analysis yeah. and indeed the other areas of the course. So really, you know, it's it's not it's not short, that's not what I'm saying, but it's just a It just cuts level. out that. Yeah, it just cuts out stuff that I think that they don't that the students don't need. And you know, students are busy, you know, they're, yeah. they're working, you know, they need resources that are um, you know, not so much bite size, but you know, that that, that really cut to the chase. Yeah. And I think that's what our resources are going to do. Yeah, I think so. Um I guess if we just go back to more general advice um, for a case study exam, if you were to pick out one piece of advice, say, that you would give to students, what would it be? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give you two pieces of advice because okay. I'm being generous. <laughs> the first one is use us. Yeah, yeah, yeah good advice. The, 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 the second one is something that that is a sort of a touchy point, Okay with students and I've been a student uh, myself and and uh, many of us here at Learn Signal have been students and professionally qualified so Katie you know what I'm talking about and the thing is mock exams doing mock exams yeah if there is ever that something that I would say okay Paul what's your top pet hate in relation to case study exams or indeed any other exams is students recognizing accepting that they need to face some pain in the lead up to the big day, to the real exam. Yeah. Okay, you can't okay, get around experienced this. that pain well, before exam day. You can't, you can't day. get around this. There's, you know, if if we're thinking to ourselves, and I've made this mistake myself several times in my in my early studies. If we're thinking to ourselves that there's an easy way to move ourselves forward, or indeed to whether or not that's on this SEMA journey, or indeed on our, our professional careers, if that's the way we're thinking then we're making a mistake. We're making a mistake. There's no way around getting better at doing case study exams, or sorry, there's no better way uh, at, at, at um, moving towards success in a case study exam than doing our mock exams. Uh, whether or not you get them marked or not, that's up to you, but it, that, that's preferable. Doing mock exams is the way to get better. You know, there's an old phrase that we discussed yesterday, Katie, no pain, no gain, okay? 
So if you ask me for one piece of advice outside of sign up with Learn Signal, that piece of advice is the key to the success in the student's case study exam, is facing some pain. That's it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a big difference between maybe um, an exam for the objective tests and the case studies, because you might say the objective tests are kind of there to build up that knowledge and test your knowledge. And then when it comes to the case studies, it's really about like you said, the integration of knowledge. And that's why practicing the questions is so key just to nail down your exam technique because well, yeah. it kind of moves away from, you know, being all about the knowledge to It is. It's, I mean, as you, as you said earlier on, you know, case study exams, and I know that you've sat several and I've sat a, um, a bucket load, you know, they're more about exam technique than they are about technical knowledge. And yet, you know, students, um, particularly researchers, if you speak to them and I've I've come into contact with many researchers over the last five years. If you ask them what they have spent um, most of their time doing is probably using the texts and or delving into the pre-seen material. So in other words, yeah. when I say using the text, yeah. what they're not focusing on is what these exams are testing. As we've just agreed and as, as we keep talking about, these exams are about exam technique and what our portal does is provide you with comprehensive guides to exam technique, what you need to do, you know, with each sentence, each paragraph. So the bottom line is that you've got to recognize what SEMA are testing with these case study exams. You've got to practice using uh, mock exams and, and, you, and you've, got to, you've got to be positive as well. Yeah, you've absolutely. And I think maybe important to mention as well that SEMA have released blueprints this year. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really valuable resource for students to use just to see exactly what the examiner wants yeah. to see in the exam. Yeah, I mean, the blueprints are excellent. I've, I've read through them. I think they've got, at the moment, they'll have one per year. So the blueprint yeah, that has been be released. Yeah, it's an annual publication. Yes, yeah, an annual yeah. publication. But, you know, a lot of the information that's in the blueprints, or certainly some of the relevant information, will also be on our portal as well yeah. in a slightly different guise. Um, so, yeah, the blueprints are great, um, and uh, and so is the portal. Um, I suppose, yeah, is there anything in particular then, seeing as we have moved now to a new syllabus um, this year, is there anything in particular that students should be aware of um, when, they, when they go to sit a case study exam under the um, new syllabus? Well, I think, I think that, you know, if I was a student, let's say, at um, OCS level or MCS level, uh, you know, I might be... A little bit worried or I might be a little bit concerned maybe of the change in the syllabus you know students will have heard of the sort of you know the introduction of these digital areas yeah really across the board into the new OT papers so perhaps a student is in that sort of transition period where maybe they haven't sat a case study exam and they're just about to sit one or maybe they've just passed the three managerial, uh, managerial level papers so I think I, I think just a couple of points. The first one is that they shouldn't be afraid of the fact that there's new content in the new SEMA syllabus at all, because I've looked through just about all of the content across the nine papers, and they shouldn't be afraid of it. Um, it's simply technical knowledge that they'll have to pick up. Okay, yeah. so for my money, first and foremost, the OT exams are no more difficult to pass than what they used to be. 
under the 2015 stimulus. There's just some different uh, content. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And I think CIMA have really stressed that as well. Like they have. It's not they have. a change in the standards. But students will still worry about it. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. be worried. You know, if they're if they're transitioning from one syllabus to the other, they'll be worried. Yeah, I know they will because I know I, I know what students are like. So that's the first point. I think the second point is, and I mentioned it at the start of this particular podcast, is that broadly speaking, the case study exams are going to be around about the same sort of area. In other words, there's a set of questions, you know, you'll be using a seminator in a Pearson View Centre, you know, it'll bring in that new content that we've just discussed, okay? So there's nothing massively different apart from this, apart from the marking scheme. Yes, the marking yes. scheme has changed. Now, again, nothing to worry about, but students need, <laughs> to, yeah, students need to get a grip on that marking scheme, and they will do because we have comprehensive guides on our portal in relation to the new marking grid. There's nothing to worry about, but students need to get a fix on this. I recall going back, Katie, to February uh, 2000, I'm sorry, February 2015, when the, the, the previous syllabus was introduced, and there was a lot of confusion around the marking because if you recall at that time, student um, SEMA introduced that sort of twofold marking, yeah, whereby the, the, yeah. the competencies and then the overall mark. And it took students, you know, several months, if not several years, to really understand. And some students, even now qualified, still don't fully understand. Yeah, it. because so, some students were getting above the eighty mark, yeah, but still failing on. But one they of were the still failing. So it was, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of at Learn Signal. We're quite glad, to be honest, yeah. that the marking system has changed um, and that. It's a little bit easier to understand. And easier Just, to mark for the examiner. It's easier to, uh, to mark. Maybe that's why they've changed it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but in a nutshell, what it's changed to, and we will have um, comprehensive information on the portal in, in, in this respect, what it's changed to is basically a marking system that will be more familiar to most students. In other words, a straight marking system out of 150 with the pass mark at 80. Yeah. So students don't need to worry about it, but they do need to get onto that portal and uh, check out the guides. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a good note to finish on. So, I mean, thanks very much for your no time problem. today, Paul. Thanks for inviting me. And um, to our listeners, stay tuned for lots more tips and advice coming soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.